0: It's you alone, King of Kings. It's you alone, King of Kings. Oh, You're all that we're after.
1: Why don't we stand for a minute? And let's pray in the spirit for a minute while I get my bearings. Shaka. There we go. Robo son de 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 ki ara ba ba. Praise you Jesus. Shoko romon de 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 ki ara Thank you Jesus. He who offers praise glorifies me, says the Lord. Thank you for your word. Shoko romon de 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 ki ara Just bring us into encounter today, God. Encountering your word. Encountering you for who you are, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your light in this place, your truth in this place. And freedom, whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. In Jesus' name. Feel free to sit. (laughs) It's a lot different um, not being in the drum cage. (laughs) Standing here. Greg, where are you? You're the man. You're the man. Give it up for Greg. Filling in. Blessing, bro. Awesome. So this is different. I like this, (laughs) I do, yeah, I like this, so today, um, what the Holy Spirit gave me was um, two things, but we're going to start, for those who take notes, we're going to start with encountering the word. And, um, turn to John one, one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let me read that again. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. In the darkness, did not comprehend it. That word "comprehend" in the Greek means to overcome or overtake. It didn't overtake it. Yeah, and it didn't. It also means to perceive. It didn't. It could not perceive it. Right. And so, with that, I wanted to briefly, quickly share a vision I had. Normally I probably wouldn't do this, but but I am going to. So there we go. So when Stevie Mitchell first came, um, the Father Son Holy Spirit night, which was a powerful night. Yeah, it was a wild night. It really was. And I was sitting in my I was sitting in my seat. Just basking in the presence, and all of a sudden, with my eyes closed, I was in a vision and I saw Jesus standing in a doorway like a pretty doorway, like a beautiful doorway. And the door was open, and he was standing at the threshold, and his hand was out toward me, like this. And I grabbed his hand, and then all of a sudden, it's me and him, and then the word in between us, almost like this, like it's on a, a table, and it was flat. And he he looked like Jesus, like in the flesh, like not eyes of fire, and he, he looked like Jesus, you know, that we, we read in the gospels. And let me pull it up, just so I don't botch it. And hold on, and as I looked at the word, like I look I was looking at him and I looked down and i I see the word, or it was this like ancient book, really is what it was. It wasn't like a Bible like this, it was like an ancient book, and I saw flashes of everyone who like in in the word. Like King David, Moses, just a flash all at once of everyone who took part in his story, who took part in knowing him. And then I realized this is the book of life. It's not just names. It's everyone who took part in knowing him, in intimacy with him, because he said, be be gone, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So it's about knowing, right? Right. And that's everything. Eternal life is this, that they would know you, the only true God, and the one who you've sent, Jesus Christ. Jesus said that. So, and it was all a quick vision, but it was a powerful vision. I ended up running out of here. Um, I had to go home and, like, see what was going on. And I do that with the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, if something If I have a vision or an encounter of some kind, usually I'll skedaddle home to see what he wants to say. It's a good thing to do. Don't run by him if he's trying to speak to you. You don't know the next time he'll do that again. It's the truth. So. Here it is. That whole time, I was still trying to pull it up. <laughs> Not going to lie. All right. Um, yes, there were, the book with a pen. The pen, I had an understanding that the pen was the Holy Spirit. The pen was the writing, uh, writing it out in the earth of everyone. It was the Holy Spirit was the pen. I, I just knew that. And I saw these things, and... It was also like a timeline of the word, which we're going to get into in a minute. And then he shut the book and took the pen, put it inside his heart. He put it inside of himself. And they said, this is life that they would know me. This is life that they would know me. And that was the gist of what went on. But I realized that life itself is just knowing Jesus. Ed, anything apart from knowing Jesus, I'd question if it's a life at all. All right, so with that in mind, we're just going to go over three scriptures, now you, yeah, that all relate to each other, starting with John 1 that we just read. And so we're going to go to Hebrews 1 verse one. Three scriptures we're going to connect. We're going to journey tonight in the word. We're going to journey and deep dive into the word. (laughs) And by the end, we'll see. (laughs) He's faithful, I know that. So he's gonna do what he wants to do. I came here with that in mind. Like what if you wanna scrap everything that I had, do it. Like I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I do not, he gave me what I'm sharing. It came from him. I I can assure you of that. Hebrews 1, 1. God who at various times And in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Through whom whom also he made the worlds. Another translation, he made the whole universe. Who being the key, key verse right here, number three, one, three who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person, in upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels and he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image, the, that means the, a perfect revelation of who he is, a perfect mirror reflection of who the Father is. Upholding all things, this right here is key to where we're going, Upholding all things by the word of his power. If you look into it, upholding all things, holding everything together by the rhema of his dunamis. By the word, the rhema, spoken utterance of his power. By the rhema of his his power. By the word of his power. When he had himself purged our sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high now we're going to connect that with hold on first john 1 first john 1 1 You see, these three books are starting very similar. The word personified is how it's starting. All right. Okay. Is everyone there? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes... Which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that etern- that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ in these things we write to you that your joy may be full and so you see it's saying a similar it's explaining a similar thing as the two we've looked into Now we're going to sit on a verse. With all that in mind, keep that in mind. That's the whole point. Keep those three things in mind. He's the radiance of the Father. He's the accurate, accurate expression of who he is. The perfect expression of who the Father is. All right? And we, got, we have been able to take part in that. He was manifested to us. And our eyes have seen and our hands have handled concerning the word of life who is a person. Okay? Now we are going to sit on this one and it's all going to unfold from here. Psalm 119 130 I love this verse a lot. Psalm 119 130 it says <laughs> the entrance of your words gives light it gives understanding to the simple it gives understanding to the simple and so it gives understanding to the simple The entrance of your word, that word entrance means the opening, the unraveling, but it it doesn't just mean the unfolding of your words, like layer upon layer, but it also means the entrance. Like it, it literally, if you look into it and read the original language, it literally means like a doorway like the entrance of your words. So not only it unraveling for us, but us walking through the entrance of his word as well. You see both. Yeah. So the entrance of your words gives light. And as we read, gives light, it imparts understanding to the simple. It imparts the entrance At the moment, at the instance of his word, at the entrance of his word, light comes and light imparts understanding to the simple. That word simple means one willing to be persuaded otherwise. It's a beautiful thing. It means someone who's that open and that childlike where they're willing to actually be persuaded otherwise in what whatever it may be when his word comes light shines there's another verse that says the basically in other words light comes and whatever that light reaches i got to find that i should find that verse it makes manifest whatever it shines on and there's like endless verses about light that show that it exposes but light reveals light is Actually, in Job, two, uh, two twenty-two, it says, "The secret things are with God. He re- He's the one who reveals the secret things, and He it is He who dwells in light." Here, I'll read it. I know I'm right there, though. Maybe it is quicker to go on my phone, to I like, type it in and hit a button, and then you're there. go there not 222 where is it Job Um where is it no that's not it I know it's not my th- actually Daniel 222 ah my bad Daniel. Yeah, I'm going to use my phone. It takes too long. I've decided. I've decided. Yeah. I have like 20 things in front of me. Bad idea. You know what? That might have been a good idea. I'm going to put this right here. It's all right. Daniel is what I meant. Yep. Let's read it. Is it? Ah, here we are. Actually, go a little before that. Go to verse 19. This all has to do with where we're going. I didn't originally have this in it, but let's do it. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, so Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times in the seasons, we're going there in a minute. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. Remember that verse we were just in? It imparts understanding to the simple. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. And you see here, mysteries, something the Lord has been showing me, especially lately in this season, is that mysteries might seem hidden. I mean, they are mysteries, they seem hidden. Maybe some people feel like mysteries are hidden. It feels like they're hidden from you. But they're really, mysteries are mysteries and secrets are the way they are because they're secured for us. Not hidden from you, but secured for you. It says in Corinthians, the wisdom of God. If the principalities, if it hadn't been Hidden the way it was in a secure location in the spirit. They, you know the verse that says they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory? There was a, an intelligence that they didn't know. Because it was wrapped up in a mystery. And so mysteries, and it also says, they're for our glory. So, all this unfolding, you know, his words unfold... The entrance of his word, the unfolding of his word gives light. Another thing I wanted to go into is James: 122 says, "Be doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And until the word comes, the light comes of his word and imparts understanding to us how if how can we, be doers of a word we don't even, that we don't understand. I'm trying to get on the importance of understanding. Not just hearing his word. Not even, not, not even just sitting on it for long periods of time. But at the instance of understanding. Something takes place. His power is invested in his word. I guarantee it. His power is invested in his word. So at the moment of understanding and light. His power is there so we can be doers of that word and not just hearers only, deceiving and tricking ourselves, right? If I was to speak to you in a language you didn't understand or say I'm just mumbling and you didn't quite hear me or understand what I'm saying, and then I say, all right, go do it. What are you going to go do? Like (laughs) You didn't hear what I said. You know, so or even if I said go over there and do this, this and that and you have no and I was just pointing like that, you wouldn't have an accurate understanding of what I was actually telling you to do. But with the secrets of the Lord, he imparts understanding at the entrance of his word. Light comes. You see clearly you understand. And so then you can then you can walk in it. And be a doer of that word. And you know, he's so faithful. He is so faithful and patient with us. But just the way he brings understanding to us, the way he's patient with us. I've been thanking him for that lately. Like There were things I just, I don't know if we can be stubborn sometimes or what. But sometimes it takes a little work for that understanding to come. I don't know what it is. Sometimes. (laughs) Sorry. But it's the truth. There's something about understanding. Not just knowledge itself, but understanding. There's knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Right. Right? When knowledge comes, we know, but wisdom is how to walk it out. I can have all this knowledge and perish, right? It's true. It also says my people perish for lack of knowledge, but that knowledge brings the spirit of wisdom comes and rests, and then we walk it out. Jesus is all about doing the word. He's all about us doing what he tells us, right? So us understanding the word opens the way for us to be doers of the word. Now I want to go over two things that the Lord showed me, two major things that the Holy Spirit showed me of why the word might seem ineffective in people's lives at times. Whether it's a prophetic word, whether it's study time whatever it may be just two things that he showed me that help us understand why it may seem and it's not ineffective it's living and active sharper than any two edged sword so there has to be a reason I'm not going to go deep into this part but I did think it was important the first reason is because we engage it without understanding or based on our own opinions. Think about that. We go to the word not as the simple, but with our own opinions. Remember I told you that word simple means open to otherwise, open to being persuaded otherwise. In the King James Version, if you really look at the original meaning, it means to become a fool, like a, like, like, a, it means like a fool. Like just being okay with not understanding so that he can impart light to you, then you know you'll understand. Then you will understand. Instead of going to him and, oh, I know. You know, I already know. I've figured it out through my own experiences. I know. That's the opposite of simple, for example. <clears throat> He's not asking us to know. He's asking us to become like babes, childlike faith. You see Jesus reiterate this over and over and over. Something about childlike faith, this psalm, something about he imparts understanding. And the one thing he could have, the one group of people he could have said that he would impart understanding to, he used the word, is the simple, the one who's open to something else that they don't know yet or changing what they do believe, right? We engage it without understanding and based on our own opinions. And the second reason, we don't engage it at all. Sim- simple, right? We don't engage it at all. And then we wonder why, the, why it's not effective in our lives. We engage it on Sundays, but we don't intimacy, relationship, knowing Him. We don't engage it at all. Right? So either we go to the Word, to Him, to understand based on your own perception, your own perspectives and opinions, and that hinders you. It doesn't feel like it is. It feels like it's working right what you what you already believe. It's nailing it in further, you know? But in reality, I've, I personally have seen this with a few things over the years. By the way, for those of you, I'll give you an example. For those of you who don't really know me, seven years ago, I was in Teen Challenge and the Lord saved me out of drug addiction, which I won't go into, but I don't even know how I got wrapped up in it. It just happened over time. Lies build up in our minds. And uh, thank God for praying parents. (laughs) Let me tell you. Thank God for praying parents or else I would not be here. I know that for a fact. So thank God for praying parents. Pray for your children. You'll save their life by praying for them. Whether it feels like it or not or whether it looks like things are changing or not. I am a product of it. I promise and assure you. He's faithful to his word. He's in the business of salvation. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Right? And he knows what he's doing, but we have to be patient. For me, it took probably once things were out in the open and it kind of exposed, it probably took a few years, three, four years for me to, I physically felt my heart change especially toward the end. Um, I was really bad in it. And I encountered the word, (laughs) which is where we're going. But briefly, I'll just, I'll I'll touch on this for a sec. I was coming home and I had it in my mind to, I just bought drugs and I had it in my mind to end my life that night. And I, I hated my life. Like, I had it made, really, with my mom and dad. They've been the best. Like, I don't know anyone other than Tori who has parents that great. <laughs> Miles and Lisa are just as great. But, you know. And my mom, for the the only time she ever did this to me, was the most important time. Because I knew she was in touch with the Holy Spirit and in tune with, you know, she had been praying for me. And I come home, and I'm like, let me in. And she wouldn't let me in. She cracked the door, and she's like, go over to the church. Someone's there waiting, and shut it and locked the deadbolt. (laughs) And I had gotten picked up and dropped off, so I wasn't in my car when I went. I got dropped off at home. And I had this big jacket on. It was winter. And... I had my hand around the bag of drugs, and I had it in my coat. For whatever reason, I didn't think of leaving it somewhere, but I walked over to the church just with everything with me. It was the Lord. It was divine. (laughs) But, and Noah Wells is sitting there, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, I've been praying for you, this and that, and I'm like, oh. God, I feel so convicted, you know, and I have my hand in my mind. All I'm thinking is make sure that bag doesn't fall on the ground in front of him. That'll be so embarrassing, you know, and so he's talking to me and the Holy Spirit himself took my hand and ripped it out of my jacket. Right. I promise it's the only time the Lord ever did something that I can honestly say it was against my will. And, and let, you can let that mess up your theology all you want, because he honors free will. Free will has to be the greatest gift that you really have, because true, genuine love comes from free will, right? I'd say um, free will and time are the two greatest gifts you have here on earth. What does a dying person ask for? Do they ask for more material things on their deathbed? Uh, If only, ah, if only I had more time. So time and free will, two things we have here on earth that we should be thankful for and use wisely, right? Because they can alter your life in a moment, one bad choice. And so, or one missed use of time, like wrongly used time. Can ruin our lives and so long story short um the holy spirit just it was against my will it just was like I was on purpose like it's I can't let this bad come out and it happened And he was like whoa man like what's going on here I'm like dude I have no idea (laughs) literally and I put it back in my jacket he's like it's way too late for that man like (laughs) I I just saw it like (laughs) I was like, "Oh man, this stinks, and, and he tells me, this has to do, (laughs) this does have to do with where we're going, but, um, and so, he asked for it, he was like, give it to me, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get you in team challenge, and, you know, that sound, that would sound good if it happened that easy, but. And I was like, get out of here, man. Like, no, I just wasted all my money. Like, (laughs) I just wasted the rest of my money, you know, on a huge bag of pills and stuff. So, and then um, he's like, whatever we, I don't remember exactly how that conversation went, but long story short, he's like, whatever, man, like, it's all right. You know, I'll be praying for you. And he starts driving away. He, gets, he go, leaves. We leave the church. He gets in his truck. And he starts driving away. And I'm still sitting there with my hand in my coat. Like it all started. And I'm like, yeah, thank God. Like nothing, you know, like thanks God that that happened. Like what was that? And, you know, and as he was driving away, This was a Kairos moment in my life, and we're going to get into that. This was more than just him driving away. It's only happened twice in this fashion in my life, but this was one of them. He starts driving away, and as he's driving away, I saw my destiny driving away. Like that had been my moment to change. And I was looking at him driving away. Pulling down the street, nice and slow. He knew He knew I was going to come. He, I feel like he knew. If you asked him, he'd say, yeah, I knew. You know, so. And he's driving away. Pulling down the street, so slow, almost waiting for me. And I start bawling my eyes out because I saw my destiny driving away. Not that he was my destiny. You get where I'm going? It's that this was an opera. Kairos moment. And I was about to say no. I wasn't even filled with the Holy Ghost yet. And I knew in my, the midst of all that darkness, I knew the Lord, that was an opportune moment. Even then. But I did grow up hearing the word my whole life. so. And I ran after that truck like it was the last thing I, I was doing. Like it was the last thing I'd, I'd do. And I booked it, bawling my eyes out through the bag in the window. It was freezing out, and I always wondered why his window was open. But I feel like he knew that too. Like I ran through that in the window, and he's like, "The Lord, the Lord will bless you for that. Like your life is you gonna change now because of that." And we talked for a couple more minutes, and I he had talked to me about he's like i'm gonna get a hold of teen challenge you know this and that um a week later he took me he i hopped in his truck and he drove me to teen challenge and the rest was history my first night in teen challenge i was bawling my eyes out i was withdrawing from multiple drugs and i was a wreck and um and I was in the basement, and everyone went up to eat dinner. And um, and this kid's like, I'm going to pray for you real quick, and then I'm going to go eat. And so he's like, he prays for me, but he's like, can I pray for you in tongues? I'm like, sure. Like, <laughs> whatever. And so... <clears throat> Not going to lie, as a pastor's kid growing up being prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues, nothing frustrated me more than it not happening when I was a kid. I, I remember being like nine years old, and I'm like, this is my day. Like, why? Like, it's a free gift. So why? I asked myself that, but I believe for me, I can't answer that question for everyone, but for me. I believe it's because his timing is perfect with everything. And that day when that happened, that was the only thing. It had to happen on the day it did, my first day in rehab, because I got, I got freed from withdrawals in that moment. This kid prayed for me. He goes upstairs. This kid, Chris Maxwell, I'll never forget. And I'm sitting there, and the conviction of the Lord came, not condemnation, conviction but like a beautiful conviction. I had never felt something so beautiful like he was about to rip it all out of me, all this dark stuff. And I start bawling my eyes out. <clears throat> and then I start shaking and quivering and my lips are shaking. And I'm like, what is happening to me? And I'm alone. And I'm like, what is happening to me? My lips are shaking. I'm like, shaka ra ba ba start, <laughs> And I start praying in tongues. I'm like... Oh my gosh. And I got delivered. I got delivered of a lot of stuff in that moment. I kicked open the door. I felt so quickened. I literally kick open the door and I'm like, dude, I got set free. And all these guys are like, get this kid a crack test. They they they, they were like, he was just crying, you know, get this kid a drug test. Like, did he just find drugs downstairs or something? I was like, no. He's my father. The first revelation I ever got from the Lord was his fatherhood. I said the first word that came out of my mouth after getting baptized in the Holy Spirit was Abba. I was like, Abba, like, whoa, you're real. Like, I knew you were real because I believed, but like, I just encountered you. And there was a lot more that went on, like things flashing past things. I, to this day, don't remember. Like, as if they never happened. Like, there are things I'll never remember again. He ripped a lot. Ripped all those roots out, you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 And where I'm going with that is. While I was in Team Challenge, and I'll end it with this. It's why I, a word over my life is the reason I'm standing here right now. And nine months into Teen Challenge, I was at the I was a leader of the drug awareness team. DAT is what we called it. And we'd go out, maybe you got maybe some of you have seen Teen Challenge in different, you know, nonprofit organizations outside a store, like a Walmart or whatever it may be and they have a little box and a little cloth team challenge you know support a little donation box books all kinds of stuff and i used to take out teams and we'd go and we'd do it like every day and it was a lot of work like team challenge was tough i don't know i mean only people who have been there really know it's really not easy <clears throat> Hey! Let's go, bro. Let's go. <laughs> they understand. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's cool. Always seeing brothers. This morning I saw some bros from the t- Manchester Team Challenge came to my family's church in Salem. So it was cool seeing. It's cool seeing Team Challenge brothers. You understand something that other people really wouldn't get, you know? How grueling... How brutal, my first night when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I ran up to the office and I'm like, Hector, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm like, check it out, And then it's, that happened. And then I'm like, call up my dad, I'm going home. This is the first night I'm there. I'm like, I'm out, I got everything I need. Yeah, I was like, I am so out of here, dude. And then I, he's like, this is a bad idea. I'm not calling your dad. I'm like, please just call, let me at least talk to him. Get him on the phone. So he gets my dad, you <laughs> remember. First it was my mom, I'm like, look, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm coming home. Like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like ASAP, yeah. <laughs> yup, I gotta get out of here like as soon as possible. This is like a prison. That's all I'm thinking. I miss my bed. Like I saw the bunks. Oh I was like, I want my normal size bed. And not 30 guys in a little type space. So back to drug awareness team. I was I was on the box one day. Oh, yes. Thanks, Ma. Let me tell you, nothing like a mother's love and her. <laughs> And her bringing you back on track where you need to be. But um, I called my parents. I'm like, I'm coming home. My dad's like, then walk. And then hung up. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you ain't coming home. You got to stick this out, man. He always used to tell me that. He always used to say, you got to stick it out. You know, the Lord finishes what he starts. So don't you finish it. Let him finish it. Yeah, amen, amen. That is a good word. That itself could be a sermon. And my dad was like, Yeah, no. Give it another day. We'll talk to you then. And he's like, Just go to bed. Just stop thinking about it. Stick it out. He'll give you grace. That never left me. He'll give you grace. Every day from that day forward, was I literally had no clue how I was still there. I was like, why, do I, why am I starting to feel like I want to be here? What, what is that? It's called grace. It's called ena- grace. Grace enables and empowers you. It's not an excuse to be a certain way or do certain things. That's not grace. Grace is empowering. It's a power word. Grace empowers you to do what he asks you to do. So he asks you to do something. Grace, he gives grace. He gives more and more than enough grace. And then you have grace to carry it out. Honestly, I was more nervous about talking tonight. Last night, sitting in bed, not able to sleep. Because I was like, why do I feel nervous? Like, maybe it's because I haven't preached since seven years ago when I was in Teen Challenge. So, like, it's been a long time. But I feel like... Maybe I do feel nervous, and I admitted it. I was like, maybe I do, for whatever reason. And, yeah, I was like, there's no reason. It's not about me. Like, it's about you. Why do I feel nervous? Like, I know I have that revelation. Like, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to share what you've given me. And then the closer we got to me coming up here, like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, when we were sitting here, me and my two dads here, <laughs> not in a weirdo. You know, my spiritual father, my father. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. God. So, drug awareness theme. I was on the box up in Berlin, where Evan's from. Yeah, let's go. And this kid, John Patrick, comes up to the box, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And he he was like, I was like, where are you from? Like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm going to Bethel. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I love, and I just got into Bethel for nine months. That's, like, all I listened to when we were allowed to, you know, listen. I was like, oh, I love Brian and Jen Johnson. And so that really hit me. I was like, that's awesome. And... He's talking to me, talking to me. Then he ends up leaving. And I'm with my buddy, Justin. I'm like, that kid was awesome. And then his dad, I don't know it's his dad yet, but this guy comes walking up to the box. Like, he's walking, and he's looking me, not my buddy, but me dead in the eye, like, looking into my soul. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this guy's, like, walking, like, straight right at me. And he comes up to me and puts his hand on my head without saying a thing. Starts prophesying in tongues. And then, you know, and that's a story in its own. But after the fact, John came, I think John came back again. Unless it was Rodney that said this. But one of them was like, John was like, yeah, I go to Kingdom Awakening. You should check it out when you're out of here. And Rodney had said something along the lines of like, I wish I could remember. Why well, have it written down? But it was about me coming to this place called Kingdom Awakening, and I was like, "Huh." Well, I get out of Teen Challenge not that long after, and three years go by. With not, I don't know this church. I don't, and I forgot the word, totally forgot. Right? And then Halloween night comes. Uh, Halloween night. October 31st, like five years ago, uh, there was an event, a a prayer meeting, like a prayer burn, worship night at my dad's, and they were Miles, Lisa, and Tori. I was playing. They asked me to play drums last second, and Tori was worshiping. It was Chris, Daigle, Tori, Chris's wife, and uh, there was a few of us, but and so I met them not knowing. I didn't meet Miles that night, but I met Tori. Had no idea she was from Kingdom Awakening. That word I got years before. And some stuff happened after I left that meeting. I had a girlfriend at the time. She left me the second. I didn't even get home. She was like, we're done forever. And left. Drove off. Never talked to her again. Like weirdest thing. And I was like, what is going on Like with my life? So there was a word from years past, but when that Kairos window, Kairos moment came, things started changing on their own. They just started aligning to this. Of course, there's a choice and free will on our end to partner with the Holy Spirit and partner with the Word. But a week later, my dad was like, yeah, that was the pastor of Kingdom. this church called Kingdom Awakening. I was like, huh, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Kingdom Awakening. And then I have a flash of this word I got three years before that in Team Challenge. And then Sunday comes around, my dad and mom, they're like, you really should go. Like, you should just go. And I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll go, I'll go. The enemy didn't want me going. But as I'm walking out, I had a migraine, like a splitting migraine for no reason. And I'm like, I think I'm gonna stay home, Dad. I'll stay home and watch the Pats with you. You know, we'll watch the Patriots. Like, and everything in me was trying to persuade me not to go. And I was dealing with a lot at the time, so uh, you know, maybe I was fragile at the time or something. But I was trying to find my way. So you know, it's okay to be finding your way. Like God's faithful. I didn't even know the right choice at the moment. Like nothing felt right. It's called wilderness. When I left Teen Challenge, I hit a wilderness like bad, like deep wilderness, trying to find purpose, like my life's purpose. And to wrap up, what I'm saying is uh, that son, a week later, I came here and I walked in. Miles flips around, you know, gives me a big hug. He's like, oh man. I got a word for you. No, maybe you didn't say that. Oh, that's what it was. He was preaching. I don't think he's done this to this day. In the middle of preaching, stop preaching and call someone out and call him up. But that day changed my life forever. That's why I'm here. And so it was a string of events that were all, all had to do with his word over my life. Like the reason you're here today is because he has a word over your life and his word has brought you this far and he is the word, he's brought you this far. Don't think it's just common everyday life. I've been realizing it's really not. Like this isn't everyday life for the believer. This is an empowered, grace-filled life. He invests his power in us through the Holy Ghost, so we can accomplish everything he has us doing. But the beautiful part is, is there's so much purpose for every single one here. Like, so much purpose for my life. I didn't see it at the time. That, that had, sometimes we let what we see speak louder than what he's saying because we don't see him who is invisible, like it says, it says about Moses in Hebrews 11. It says he looked for it, and you see about Abraham, as far Abraham, Abram, as far as your eyes can see, to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. This I will give you, if your descendants could be counted like the dust of the earth. Or he said, it, the the Lord said, if the dust of the earth could be counted, then so your descendants also could be counted. Powerful statement, what he's saying. He's saying, I'm about to do the impossible in your life. Are you going to see it? So the word imparts vision. That's the light. Right? With light, there's always vision. Don't let anyone fool you. With light, there's always vision. Amen? There's always vision when there's light. The unraveling of his word gives light. It imparts something. What does it impart? Understanding to the simple. Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Jesus said in Matthew 7, he said, the one who hears my words and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Who built his house on the rock? Matthew seven twenty four. That's what he says. And so, Holy Ghost, let's see where He wants to go with this. Ah, another thing I wanted to share is even though for years, thousands of years before, God had spoken salvation. Right? He had said it. He had spoken it through the prophets. It was already spoken. So if what God says doesn't return void, why did Jesus have to come years later? God had said it, so shouldn't it be done? Jesus still had, to, what I'm saying is, Jesus still had to come and do it. You know? a lot. Of, a lot of the time when... His word comes. There's something on your part. Yes. There's action. Jesus still had to come and do it. Right? But his power is invested in his word. And so Jesus. The brightness of the father's glory. He was empowered to do it. As grueling as it was. He gave his life for you and I. So that we could now be the reflection and representative ambassador for his kingdom. Amen. We are ambassadors. We are that reflection now is what I'm saying. What it said about Jesus. The reflection of his glory. The radiance of who God the father is. Now we, he says, as long as I am still on the earth, I am the light of the world. Then what does he say a few chapters later, verses later? You are the light of the world. Right? What Jesus is on the earth, so are we. So, now, how long has it been? It was like five seconds. Yikes. Dad, I know where I get it from.
0: <laughs> <Nah>.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. So, I'm messing. I'm messing. Um. Go to Philippians 3. <laughs> I love this verse. Now, in him being the word and, you know, the word being over your life, I want to talk about inside of that. We can have knowledge of every word he's ever said, but without a passion to know him. It's all empty. It's all meaningless if we don't, if it's not all coming from derived from our passion to know him. That's why I study the word. That's why I'm running after him. Not so I can get the latest, greatest thing because he's good. Not so I can find a wife. Not so I can have kids someday. But to know him for who he is, to look in his eyes of fire and to see the one who made me and created me in searching for him. And in searching into the depths of who he is, that's the only place we'll ever find purpose. I could have it all. I could have a wife, kids, the best job ever, and live my days full to the max. And yet, a wasted life if I didn't fulfill his purpose. Everything is measured on purpose in the kingdom. Everything is measured based on how much of his purpose you fulfilled. That's the standard of measurement used in the realm of the spirit. It's true. How much of destiny did you fulfill? That's what spirits see. That's what spirits use and make transactions with in the realm of the spirit. They use destinies. Demons use destinies of, you, of people, of human beings as currency in the spirit. Crazy. That's why we see a fight over our family's lives. A fight over people's lives. Because destiny is what they're after. I know it. I've lived it, and I'm sure you have too. It does get hot up here. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It's really hot. Yeah. Sorry. I think I blacked out for a minute. I don't know what I (laughs) was... See, right now I feel like I'm right where I was born to be. I'm not going to lie. You got to get there sometimes for you to look back and see it. This feels like I w- what I was made to do. I'm not going to lie. Drums is close, but this, but the word is better. In the world, I would not be able to say that. Drums was like everything to me. I loved it. Drums is nothing. In comparison with the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. Here we go. Philippians 3. Verse 3. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. Actually, start at 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious... But for you, it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Maybe I started too soon, but whatever. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have com- Actually, no, this is good. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the, f- in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin. A Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law. A Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law. Blameless, but what things were gained to me? Just let this sink in for you. But what was gained to me? These I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I move. This verse really rips me up. So powerful. In team challenge, I love this verse. Like, got me through. Every day, I had to realize it was okay to let go. It was okay to let go of those things that are passing anyway. Sometimes the destiny over your life requires it. And with every new season, there comes a different and new consecration. We don't know why things are going sideways. The Lord's requiring something of you, a higher consecration. But we get bent out of shape, not realizing why. Because we, our pursuit has to be to know him and we sit in the secret place and only the Holy Ghost can show you that's what's going on. Otherwise, you'll be bewildered and have no clue what's going on and miss, maybe even miss, what that Cairo season had. Yet, indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Right there, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, that I may know him, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the power, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. I press on. Some of us need to press on tonight. Some of us need to press on that you ta- lay hold of the very thing that Christ Jesus lay hold, laid hold of you for. Right? That's what he says here. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Is that your goal today? Knowing Jesus. Eternal life is this, that they may know you, the one true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So Jesus said, eternal life is this. Don't think it's anything else. It's knowing Jesus. That is eternal life. It's not some la-la land in the afterlife. It's knowing Jesus. That is eternal life. So with that in mind, lastly... Also, I want to touch on it's really when it comes to the word and encountering the word and everything he's speaking over you and doing with you. I can't like reiterate enough a place of prayer is the only way. Intercession, a place of prayer. Like we were talking about the womb of the spirit, where something can be conceived in that place. We're looking for something to come out of my life that I've never, nothing was ever conceived. I was never in that place. But when we go in that place, the womb of the Spirit with the Holy Ghost, something is birthed out of that place for your life. So it's a place of prayer that really brings activation to the Word. It's not just thanks for the Word. See ya. Like, it's, I'm going to pray into this. And I'm going to spend my night with him. And find out what he's saying over me. So many nights. You know, I know this part, you know, is important to me because the countless nights, you know, the Lord was speaking something to me. And I don't know, there was a grace on me to do it. That's why. So don't, no comparison. My dad always taught me comparison is a thief of joy. There's no reason for us to compare with each other. You have your own unique walk. So (laughs) with that in mind, comparison is a thief of joy. So for me, there was grace on me to spend long hours in the night with him during very pivotal moments in my life since I've been here at KA. And like things that have happened... I needed to know, and I wanted to understand what the Lord was doing. And uh, there were times I was up till 6 a.m. praying, searching. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search it out. Some things are a search away from you finding out. We can put it that way. Some things are right around the corner from you finding out. Don't let go of what he's spoken over you just cuz it takes a little searching to find it out remember why i told you earlier earlier is mysteries aren't hidden from you they're sec- they're secured for you and they're hidden from demons and principalities other things where if they had that knowledge they could destroy you <clears throat> he's protecting you and we are like what he said about Moses, you know. Was it Moses? He said, you know, prophets, I deal in riddles and this and that. But with this man, Moses, I speak to him face to face as a friend speaks to a friend. I speak to him plainly, not in dark sayings is what it says. That's what it is. So how much more the new, te- the new covenant people I'm just getting that now how much more us if he talked to Moses that way why not me and you he wants to talk to us plainly it just it really is all hinged on getting in that place it's as simple as that it really isn't rocket science it really is so simple just get in that place it's a choice your life my dad also always told me this Your life, I never forgot these things because they applied to my life and they've lasted to this day, so I'll share it with you. The sum total of your life, am I botching it? (laughs) Your choice is this, your life is the sum total of all the choices you've ever made up to this very moment. <laughs> Think about that. Your life is the sum total of all the choices you made up to this very moment. You've made choices that, that is like a steering wheel. Each choice goes one way or the other. And it's why we need godly wisdom. It's why we need the Holy Ghost in our decision making. It's why we need to be empowered and led. Those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. It's, a natu- it's, it's supposed to be a naturally occurring thing when we're led. It's not supposed to be some hidden, difficult thing. You're, it says you're a son of God. How, are we, how do we know that? Because you're led by the Spirit of God. It's normal for the children of God to be led by the Spirit. Habakkuk, 2-1, I will stand my watch. You know this verse? I will stand my watch. Um, yes, I will stand my watch, set myself on the rampart, and I will see what he will say to me. I will see what he will say to me. And what he will say when I am corrected. That's what it says. What on earth? I will see what he's going to say to me. See. Vision comes with his speaking. Light comes with his speaking. Like I said, Abram, how far can you see? That's as much as I'll give you. Right? And so he's really, tonight, that's what he's doing. He's opening our eyes to see. As far as your eyes will see. That I'll give to you and you'll inherit that land. Go to First Chronicles 12.32. This is the end, really, honestly. What time is it? Is that normal? Wow, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Man. Time flies. Yeah, landing, landing strip. This is the landing. Honestly, it is even in what I had prepared. All right. First Chronicles, we were there last week. For those of you who remember, Miles, and just the last month, it's been brought up a lot. First Chronicles 12, 32. Wow. I just got a one flip there moment. That was sweet. Ready? First Chronicles 12.32. And it reads, In the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, they had something. They had understanding. And what was it of? Of the times, of the seasons. What does that mean? What was different about them? To know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and key sentence, and all their brethren were at their command. Let me tell you, having an understanding of times and seasons, you'll be a commander. That's what it's saying. You will be the one with command if you understand times and seasons, all your brethren under your command. That's what it says. For one reason, they had an understanding of what? Times, seasons, what Israel. In in that understanding, they then had the knowledge and wisdom of what Israel ought to do. Not want to do, ought to do what they ought to do. That means there's a set thing that they ought to do in the realm of the spirit. It's the same for us. There's choices, but the Lord has something set. Scroll of our destiny has things set for us. And it's about hearing, having an understanding of what season we're in, right? What the Lord does and says reflects who he is. So we can see more of him in our lives when he speaks to us. When we dig in his word, we're really just digging into him. If we we go with understanding, not on our own opinions, we got to get rid of that. I have to get, like, I've had to get, the opinions, there's the truth of his word, and then there's opinions, opinions are over here, there's no, there's no opinions with truth, we don't have an opinion about truth, it's truth or lie, that's why it's so dangerous to believe something that even might not be true, God forbid we're believing a lie, The enemy has complete access, the stronghold in that area right then. So finding truth, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Truth will set us free. The sons of Issachar. They could see what they were supposed to do. It was the ones with understanding of the times. The ones with discernment, which has to do with what I believe tonight, discernment. He wants to give us high, high levels of discernment for this season that we're in. That we would know what we ought to do, corporately and individually. When you go home, you go home and I'm not there, Miles isn't there, Gloria's not there. We go our separate ways at some point. And the Holy Spirit wants to commune with you, make things clear and plain to you. That you wouldn't have to run to a service to know what you ought to do. But that you in your secret place of knowing him would know what you ought to do. There's Kronos time and Kairos time. Kronos, yeah, have are having Kronos is time that can be measured. It's a set amount of time, a span of time, the measure of quantitative time, and a certain length of time. It's the ticking clock. That's what Kronos is. It's the ticking clock of time. Kairos, an opportune time, a moment within that Kronos, within Kronos, you'll find a little window of Kairos. Picture it that way. Kronos is just on time. It's time. You'll see little windows, Kairos. Opportune time within time. A season such as harvest time. You can see Kairos in the story of Joseph with the seven years of famine, the seven years of plenty. What is that? The law of seasons. Something was. It was more than that, but you see what I'm saying? And there's the law of seed time and harvest. You don't have to be a believer to follow it, and it happened for you. It's called principles, see? So we go beyond basic principles into knowing him. It's different. That's for another time. Kairos measures moments, not seconds. It refers to the opportune, perfect moment for something. Kronos is based on the ticking of the clock. Kairos is based on opportunities and seasons. And we're going to end with this. Galatians 6.6. 6. Go there real quick with me. And we'll land it. Galatians 6.6. 6. I'm just giving you an example of, in the Greek, the word kairos is used here. I'm going to just give you the word to, so you can see it. Let's see what it says and how the context it's used in when the word kairos is used here. Actually, I'll just the phone. Galatians 6. Here we are. Verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. you see that again? Remember that from earlier? Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the Spirit Will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Ready? Here's Kairos for you. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due Kairos. Opportune moment. It might not be right now, but there is a moment in time where Kairos will happen for that. That's why it says... Let us not grow weary because we can grow weary waiting for the kairos to happen out of the kronos. See? Do not grow weary, Paul says. While doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Right? Now lastly, go to... Go to, yeah, I know. Now I know how all the guys who come for conferences feel. 2 Corinthians 6. I promise this is the end. No, I promise. I gave you my word. Yeah. I'm giving, yeah. My own dad's coming at me. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 6. This is it. We're landing. We're landing. (laughs) Six. <laughs> verse 1, we then, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, here's Kairos, ready? In an acceptable Kairos time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Kairos was used there. It doesn't just mean any time. It means now is the time. Now, now is a Kairos window. Kairos opening of something. Like I said earlier, time is one of the greatest gifts we should be thankful for. When you run out of time, they call that the end. I know, it's a mystery. It's deep, deep secret right there. That's right. Deep mystery right there. Try and hang on. Buckle up for another half hour. I'm just kidding. Time is one of the greatest gifts on your own time because I made a I gotta make good on my word you're gonna you can go home and end (laughs) you can go home and end where I I, the last place which was Psalm 126 I urge you to read it and study it can I end by reading it at least no expanding no amplified nope (laughs) should I all right, deal. And I want you to re- bring it all together. Yeah, you can stand, you know, if you want. This is it. This is it. Yeah, my dad—he's the one chewing my head out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is a Kairos moment. It is. Psalm 126 and tonight. But Psalm 126 is a Kairos moment. When the Lord, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears will reap with joy. You see seasons here. Shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seeds for sowing shall doubtless, doubtless, says doubtless, no doubt, come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves right there along with him. Right? And that is a, the Kairos return to Zion. That's what that is. His people's Kairos opportunity, moment of return to Mount Zion. When the Lord returned. There was a moment, a perfect timing In an opportune moment when he returned them from their captivity. That's what it's saying. Kairos. Kairos. Kairos returned to Zion. You can come up. Yeah. We're done. Behind every... Behind, uh, behind every story, behind every glory, there's a story. We need to start thinking that way with our lives. Nothing just happens. There's a story. Wherever you see glory in the Lord, there's a story explaining it, and there's, some, there's an understanding that we can have to understand how the Lord operated His system of operations is the Holy Spirit. And thank God that the Holy Ghost is here tonight. Because I believe he wants to give us higher levels of discernment, the spirit of discernment to come on us, all of us tonight, in new ways. But that we'd have a rejuvenation in the spirit for our own purpose. Especially for those where it may seem and look like. It might look like you can't see anything. Or it might look like you can't see your purpose. But everything I shared tonight is hinged on there is glory for your life. Like your life belongs in his glory and in his story where we began. Everyone who played a role, but not only played a role, everyone who knew him experientially was written in the book of life. That's what I saw in that vision. It wasn't just names. I took part in knowing him. And now I'll spend eternity with them. But eternal life is this that they would know me. So.
0: Can I make a charge? Let's just, I want you to stand. You, we were going to deep dive but I just want you to lift your hands to the Lord the thing that keeps coming back to me is as Nick was speaking there's a couple of verses in Jeremiah chapter 1 11 and 12 and the lord says to the prophet what do you see he said I see an almond tree declares over what the prophet saw and the rebirthing of the branches. He said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. We live in a line of Kairos time. Mm -hmm. And there's destiny moments I believe that the Lord, some of you have been walking through the timeline, feeling like, man, I miss Kairos times. I miss Kairos moments. I've moved out of where God has wanted me to go. And I just feel like everything that unfolded tonight, I feel like the Lord gives an invitation. I know we've been here for a bit. It's okay. you got no place to go. Who's in a rush? God's never in a rush. I can promise you that. The Lord is never, ever, ever in our... A...